Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. As a company founder, you have a lot on your plate. So much that it's often overwhelming, so you scramble to delegate the things you don't like to do as quickly as possible. At the top of the delegation list is offloading hiring. Now today I'm gonna challenge you to own your people function as long as possible because it is so critical to your success. Last week our guest Steve Newcomb exposed his key principles for building successful companies. And the most important element in building a successful company is the foundation. He said, do the big things right, and then everything else becomes exponentially easier. This means doing the hard things first, because if the foundation isn't right, everything else will be more difficult. Getting really good at the things you hate, recruiting, interviewing, hiring, translates into onboarding the strongest people early and builds incredible personal credibility for you as a leader. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win-win the strongest hires by sharing insights from top-reforming rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders. Now, today is another Rick Solo episode to address the hundreds of questions that I receive on a weekly basis, and I received a lot of email about our guests last week, people wanting to know a bit more. I wanted to take the opportunity to elaborate on the foundational component to add some clarity and hopefully help shift your perspective. Today, what we're going to cover is why you as a founder really need to own hiring as long as possible and get good at it, and then also how to build your foundation to enable your business to grow exponentially easier. Let's talk a little bit about the challenge today. Now, one of the things that I find, and I talk to a lot of founders on probably a weekly basis, and... Everybody tells me, you look at, I hate hiring. It's the thing that I struggle with the most. And it's really, if you think about it, it's really because we don't take the time to, number one, embrace it and get good at it because it's looked at as maybe something that's off-putting or just a breakup in your day. But it's really the most important thing that you can do, especially if you're building a company. Now, the other thing is that we get caught up in the minutia of so many things that we don't want to invest the time into getting good at it. Now, getting good at it means having lots of practice, but also means spending the time reading up and learning from people like myself or reading books that are out there that are available, either like my book or who or some of the other methodologies that help you get really good at hiring. And I think this really factors down to the fact that really don't see an ROI in it. And you have to know that the ROI in you investing that time in getting good at hiring is attracting A players, is attracting and building the strongest company that you can, and actually being able to sleep at night. Investing that time, we take a lot of time as entrepreneurs to understand our business from the financial perspective, to really understand our customers, to really understand the product, yet we don't understand our people. That's always put off to the side. And there's been a lot of great people that have said, hey, look at invest in your people first, your people, your customers, and your product in that order. Your people are the things that are going to make that company hum, that are going to make your company wildly successful or wildly fail. And it's on you as an entrepreneur as to whether or not you get the right people in the right seats. There's also this belief that we have, and I've heard it even from investors. I've heard it from a lot of people throughout my career, which is there's really no right way to hire. And to that, I adamantly disagree. There is a right way to hire. You just have to take the time to put that foundational structure in place 
and you have to gain evidence to support whether or not somebody aligns well with your organization. That's the right way to hire. The wrong way to hire is, hey, I really like this person because they like baseball and I like baseball, so let's just be friends. I'll hire them because they come out of a great company. There's a lot of wrong ways to hire, which it seems to me everybody repeats over and over and over again because of extenuating circumstances or our egos or the fact that we think the business needs something other than what the business really needs. Why this is important to your company is really, really simple. As a founder, if you are excellent at recruiting, you're going to make your life so much easier. It's going to make your company's life cycle that much easier to succeed and that much longer. Building a company that matters, taking it just a quick step further, if you want to add a mission to it and have a mission-driven company that's embedded in the product, boom. That was something Steve brought up as one of the critical elements for his success is building a mission into the product that people really were on board for. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and for our podcast listeners, we're gonna take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find a link to healing career wounds. Let it be your secret weapon to win and winning the strongest talent for your company. Now, we just talked a little bit about why we don't have a foundation. We don't want to invest the time into doing it. And quite frankly, it should be as important as building out your pitch deck. It should be as important as building out your financials. As a matter of fact, I put in one of my pitch decks, I actually put how we're going to grow. I put my foundational structure of my company into the pitch deck. Of course, it's in the appendix, but it's still there so that when people ask, hey, well, how are you going to build this company? It's not, well, I don't know. I'm going to have a bunch of money from you and I'll just try and hire the best people. A players are not attracted by the money. We've talked about that numerous times with numerous guests on the show. The money is important, so don't think that I'm discounting it. However, it's not the main reason why people choose or choose not to join your company. The main reason why people choose to join your company is because they believe in you as a leader. They also believe in the mission of the company. They also believe in the product. They also believe in the value that the company is going to be giving back to them. That's the most important thing that we're seeing recently with a lot of people is that I want something more than what I have right now. And a lot of people that are kind of boomerang hires or are kind of back on the market after leaving last year realize that they went after the money and now they're in a position where, you know what, I should really look for that thing that's making me feel whole. That right there is the value that we're trying to get to. Let's talk a little bit about the foundation. We're going to solve the problem by putting forth a foundation. Now, what does a foundation consist of? You can do this on a Google Doc. It's fairly easy to do. I can also, I'm open to sharing with you a foundational structure that we have that we give to some of our clients. So if you want to send me an email at the end of this show, I'll have a link to it and you guys can download that. But you want to predetermine what the interview questions are. I like to start at values, but there's a lot of companies I realize that are not values-driven companies out there that are just trying to wing it. If you want to make a strong company, start with your values. If you don't have them, then you want to predetermine the interview questions, even if you do have them. You definitely want to predetermine what those interview questions are for each stage of the interview. You're going to sign positions in the interview process, meaning I'm going to have Joe take interview number one, Sally's going to take interview number two, and person's going to meet with the team for interview number three. It should be a consistent process 
that is put out that everybody understands within the organization, but it's also broadcasted live throughout the world. You put it on your website. Here's our interview process. Here's the stages of our interview process and how we roll. You're going to assign positions to each one. And then after that, you need to assign interview responsibility. What I mean by that is your interview script is given to each individual. If somebody's got interview number one, they should be very fluid with those interview questions and understand exactly what they need to ask and then how to gather evidence to support whether or not this person is the right person for the organization. And then finally, look at, we're all gonna be terrible at interviewing if we keep doing it the wrong thing every time. But when you introduce or you try to do new practices that drive evidential gain, then you need to be trained on it. You need to spend time role-playing exactly how we get competence throughout the interview and how we gather evidence to support whether or not this person is the right person for the business, not for our egos. That's the foundational components. It's fairly simple. Predetermine everything, structure it out, time it out. Make sure that everybody has that's on the same page and they understand it starts on time and it ends on time. In an interview, if you wanna attract A players, they're never attracted by, hey, look at, I know you're supposed to interview with John, however, John can't make it, so we're gonna lop in somebody else as just a stand-in. And then that person come in completely unprepared and not know what to ask, how to ask it, or why to ask it. That just desecrates the whole value of your company. Now let's go to the interview itself. I'm gonna start with my piece, which one of the things that Steve had said was that you as the founder need to own the interview process. Now we do this in our organization under the label of a discovery call. This is that first contact with each individual that allows them to either lean in or lean out. The discovery call is essentially a call that we're using to determine two things, positioning and value. Let's break into positioning what that is. In that first call, you'd be amazed on how people will give you all kinds of data as to what it is that they want out of their career, what it is they want to do. First and foremost, you want to understand, does somebody have a reason for looking? They have a reason to talk to you or is it just about getting more money? Now, if it's just about getting more money, that's not a solid enough pain point. It needs to be something that is viable that somebody feels because if it's just about money, then they're just going to go to the highest paycheck. And you want to avoid that at all costs because as a smaller company or as an entrepreneur, you can't afford to pay what Amazon can. You just can't. And so why fight that game? What I mean by positioning is this. What a person desires, what they want out of their career, should align with what it is your organization is. If somebody says, hey, I'm looking for an organization where I can work on one little small piece of the puzzle. I want to work with a big team of individuals and I want to work from nine to five and have plenty of work-life balance. If you're a startup, that's not the right person for you. Obviously, they're looking for a large company, but we get so enamored sometimes with somebody's background. We look at their resume and we see that they have, maybe they come out of a name brand company or they went to a great school or they have some experience that you're thinking, oh gosh, this person would be fantastic here. Well, they might, but most likely if they're not positioned right for your organization, that whole interview process is just going to be a waste of time. Steve actually mentioned how it is your responsibility as the leader. 
if you own hiring, to save the time of the individuals in the interview process. You want to keep your people productive. You want to keep them building the product. You want to keep them doing the marketing. You want to keep them doing the things that get the business humming along. So the people that should make it through the interview should be positioned really well for the organization. Now, the second piece is value. Do I have an A, B, or C player? Now, Steve likes to hire super A's. Now, if just to refresh your memory on that, a super A is somebody who is not only an A player, but super well-connected and a name or a force in their industry. Now, I did get a lot of emails from people saying, look, at, I'm not at a company who's going to attract super A's or even A's. You can. You can attract A players. You can attract super A players too, but you just have to do a really, really good job of building that relationship and getting them in. There's no reason why you as an A player can't get other A players around you. If you're not an A player, become one. That was something that Steve had mentioned in the episode, which was, hey, look at you need to be the biggest super A within your organization. That's how you attract super A's. But more importantly, you want to find people that are A players. Now, what is an A player? I've got this quite often. An A player is somebody who is the top performer that your business needs that you can effectively get into your business under the compensation that you could possibly afford. Now, you're not going to be able to afford somebody necessarily who's the CTO out of a large name brand company because they're paid four times the amount that you're able to pay. However, if there is for some reason a desire that they have to be in an organization like yours, now if you're not able to capture that person or get that person on board with you, that's on you. That's your responsibility. So it's your responsibility to help them see the value that your company provides to them. The value piece is not only is this person going to bring value to my organization, but am I going to be able to provide value back to this individual? That is key. So it's taking it step-by-step approach to getting to that point. It's not something you can do in a half hour conversation, but it's something that you can build through a strong process. It's something you can build starting with the discovery call. Now, if somebody makes it through the discovery call, then really what we're moving forward to is the interview. There was a couple of questions regarding the conversation that Steve kind of shared a couple concepts with us. And I wanted to go back into that because I got questions about it. Being a founder, it's really, really important that you communicate your expectations to the team. It's really important that you have a really high bar in which everybody strives to get past. There was a concept that Steve shared with us called shoot for the moon, which was this concept of find the best players and go for them. Like there's no reason why you should ever overthink, hey, I can't afford this person or this person will never join me. If you think that, you are right. Nobody's going to join you when you think that nobody's going to want to join you. So you might have some internal like work that you need to do there, some personal meditation or something to that effect to get you past that. But the truth is you should be shooting for the moon every time. You should be hiring only A players. The other thing he brought up was this concept of treat everyone like gold. This kind of really falls back to the concept of people first and taking care of your people first. Now, if you're considerate of the time of the people who work in the organization around you, then you're letting them do the things that they really want to do. Because most of the team is not saying, who I really want to interview people today. It's usually a needs-based thing. But if they're getting fed people who are lined up over and over again, strong players to evaluate, to bring into the process, and you're treating them all with respect and communication, and you're actually having great business conversations with them above and beyond just trying to sell them on a job, 
then you're treating people the way they want to be treated, which filters down to protecting the time of your people that you do have on board and not bringing people through that are not positioned well for the organization, not setting up an interview for somebody because they come out of a background that you like or you find might be intriguing or might look good to shareholders, but ultimately it ends up being a waste of time for your team members around you. Let's break down into the interview. So let's talk about a scripted interview because I think this is a really key point. The scripted interview, it's really easy to do. Go at this with the idea that you want to gain evidence to support a decision. You want to empower each one of your interviewers to gain evidence to walk out of that interview and say, yeah, this is a yes, this is a hell yes, or it's a no. So if it's not a hell yes, you shouldn't be hiring them. If it's a, uh, I don't know, I mean, seems like a good person. She seemed like a great person, but I'm not really sure. Let's just hire them and find out. That is by far the worst and wrong way to interview or like to make a hiring decision. Yes, you can like people, but there's people that you're going to not get a good first impression on that are going to be 100% the best person for the organization, but you're going to pass on them because you're making a judgment based on a first impression. Three to four questions. That's all each interview needs. And if they can get through three of them in 45 minutes, that's great. Exactly what you want is you want them to be able to delve deep into a simple question that opens up a whole can of worms. You want them to be able to understand what this person has really done, how they approached a problem, why they approached the problem that way. There's a myriad of ways that you can go under the hood and it's conversational. So you're having a business conversation based on something that somebody has done. And this gives you so much insight to gather evidence to support that hell yes or no. It becomes very, very clear. So that team interview, super important that it's scripted. Now, you might ask, how do I do a skills interview? So let's say I'm hiring a new marketing person. We have no marketing expertise on our team. We're a bunch of technical founders. It's more challenging when you don't have industry expertise. However, there's ways in which you can create a real-life problem. Now, we call this a working session to where you sit down with the team for a few hours and you essentially go through and you run through a real-life scenario that would be a day-to-day exchange between members of the team and how you would solve a problem. The team gets to work together in solving the problems. The team gets to see how somebody communicates. They see how they problem solve. They see how well they interact or add to the team. That is huge. The key component to that is preparing that person for success or failure. People will succeed or fail on their own. And there's a worry about, well, if I give somebody an interview question, well, won't they have the answers? No, they have to do work to prepare to get those answers. That's great. That's somebody who's preparing for the interview. That is not a bad thing. If you've got the perception of, hey, look at I don't want somebody coming in here with a bunch of canned responses, then you're asking easy, simple questions. But guess what? Most of the questions you're asking right now, you're getting canned responses because you're asking the same questions that the other 15 companies before had asked this person. And then finally, what you want to do is you want to actually get and give feedback. This is the last component of our structure. Empower your people to make the decision at each stage. Meaning if they give it a thumbs up, yes, this is a hell yes, we want to move forward with this person, then great, move them forward to the next stage of the process. If the person says no, and here's why, and they've got evidence to support it, support them, trust their decisions, and move on to the next person. And I know it's really hard to do in this market because we're all panicked for people, but the stronger the organization that you build, 
The truth is stronger people are going to want to interview and work at your company. And so the companies that are not having a difficult time right now, the ones that aren't complaining about finding people are the ones who are doing a really solid job at making sure that the interview process and their reputation and their experience that they're giving to candidates that are coming in are strong. But even more importantly, the way that they treat their people is what they say it is. Let the interviewee finally provide feedback. This is the last thing. Before that interviewee leaves, get feedback. There's no better time for you to ask, hey, how did we do for you? How was this experience? Did you feel that this was the right place to work for you? And you know what? People will tell you. I think Steve had mentioned last week on the show that he's had people that said, look it, you guys have a lot of really good people here. I'm not that. I'm not going to fit here. I would love to work here, but I would probably fail here. And you'll be surprised at how honest people are in whether or not they'd be coming on board for success or if they'd really relish the challenge or if what they want is completely out of line with who you are. Key takeaways that I want you guys to work on to plug into your business. One thing, strong foundation makes everything exponentially easier. So spend the time building a foundation for your interview and hiring process. Please, 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 please. Makes everybody's life easier makes it easier for you to attract strong people. Own hiring as long as you can. I know I mentioned this earlier, but there's no reason why you need to delegate this until you're in the hundreds of people range, probably 50 people and above. Your key hires, you're always gonna be involved with, but if you own hiring and then you train others below you how to conduct the interview process, the way in which you envision it and what's working, then it enables you to delegate it. So don't delegate it until everybody is as competent as you are. And then set teams up for success by scripting the interview questions. It doesn't take much time to sit down and write out interviewer number one, here's your four questions. And again, if you need help doing that, reach out to me, I'm happy to do so. And that's it for today's show. I wanna thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team. Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share after all the shows for you. And by the way, thank you for all the email that I've been getting over the past few weeks, good and bad. But I'm trying to answer all of your questions in these solo shows to make sure that you guys can implement this stuff into your business. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast or you can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or drop me an email at rick at stridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. We've got another special show for you. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard. Rick Gerard. Rick Gerard.